You're listening to a download from the Wrexham Supporters Association's football commentary. For more podcasts, blogs and video logs, visit us at www.wrexhamfan.co.uk. Final whistle is brought to you by Wrexham Supporters Association's football commentary. And there is the final whistle and you can tell by the delight of the Wrexham supporters in responding to that, that that game, despite being against the Man City Youth eleven, basically, reserve team, had a bit more about it, a bit more feeling about it than you might have expected. Wrexham win 2-1. It was an impressive second-half performance and they certainly deserved that result. And City got really rather niggly, didn't like it when uh, things were went against them and they started to throw their toys out of the pram a bit in the second half. But Wrexham were very impressive and well worth the win. They were trailing at half-time, though. It was an interesting game. Wrexham came out in the first half, and in the first 10, 11 minutes or so, they really were looking sharp. An early opportunity from Taylor bursting down the left-hand side, so him whipping across, and Wolfenden, six yards out, had a real chance, but it was good strength by Cunningham, a left-back, to come around and just nudge him off balance, and as a result, his shot was weak and was saved. Silvio Span then whipped a, a free kick, just over the sort of thing you see him do on YouTube where he slashes it in from a hell of a long way out and it moved a lot Schmeichel was beaten and it just scraped the bar later on Schmeichel would have the same feeling watching a free kick wobble at him in the air from distance and wouldn't be able to do a thing about it but City after that started to take control Wrexham's crisp passing started to break down City had had an earlier opportunity a corner had bounced through to the right winger Carl Moore whose shot was mishit but Fleming started to get across and cleared it off the line and City began to create more and more. Their, their slick passing in midfield, their short passing and movement started to trouble Wrexham and their premiership quality, even though they're the youngsters, uh, really started to show through. They got the breakthrough in the 21st minute. Donald McDermott, who was outstanding in the first half, and started to drift inside from the left wing, and he fed in the first of two terrific and decisive through passes. This one put Mack, a lively striker, through on goal. Looked like Maxwell maybe should have got there first, but he didn't quite make it. Mack went down, the referee pointed to the spot. We all thought it was a cast-down penalty up here. Maxwell was livid, felt that Mack had dived. Anyway, the penalty was given, upstep more, and he sent Maxwell a long way to give City a lead. And just before the half-hour mark, really, it should have been 2-0, and that would have made it a very different game. Again, McDermott with the through ball. Mack totally clear of him, made another good run, drew Mac- Maxwell off his line, flicked it coolly over him. It looked like he'd scored, but it just scraped the bar and went over. Mack ought to have scored. City would regret that he didn't. Maxim started to get a bit more of an even keel as the half wore on by switching to a 4-2-3-1 with Wolfgang on his own up front and Cislevich on the flank alongside Taylor, Taylor on the left and Jones, who'd done very well in the first half, switching to play behind the striker and in the second half, they kept that shape, switched it around slightly with Cislevich up front and Baines on the right and Baines made an immediate impact within the first minute of the second half Wrexham won a free kick Baines stepped up under his first touch of the match smashed an absolute screamer from just left of centre 25 yards out beyond the wall into the top right corner Schmeichel absolutely helpless could only stand and watch Baines looked very very lively on the right hand side and Wrexham suddenly buoyed by that goal pushed on and completely dominated the second half they took a decisive lead in the 56th minute it opened up with a good break down the left by Williamson who fed it back to Neil Taylor from 25 yards on the left flank he cut it into his weaker right foot and tried to curl it around Schmeichel a good effort and the young keeper did really well to get down low as it was heading for the bottom right corner and tip it round the post but it was only a temporary reprieve Silvio Span whipped in a good corner to the edge of the six yard box swinging away from the keeper the marking was appalling and there was Manny Asumani charging onto it totally un- 
marked to blast a really powerful header past the helpless keeper. His second goal from set pieces in a week. And after that, well, it was a case of Wrexham getting well on top and Man City getting more and more irate. Baines had two more free-kick efforts, one from a good 35 yards, which is deflected just wide with Schmeichel beaten, and then one from virtually the same blade of grass from which he scored, which just managed to just scraped the post. Span and Baines combined well down the right-hand side to feed it back for Baines, who hit a shot which skipped into the hands of Schmeichel, who stayed low down to his right. And the only real chance that he had was when Nimley played a decent ball to put Poole in with a side of goal, but he hit it much too close to Chris Maxwell. It was a, a performance, though, which really, Steve, had a, an awful lot going for it from Dean Saunders' point of view. It, it certainly did. Um, Wrexham did so well in the second half. Uh, they started very brightly in the first half, but uh, City got the, sort of the, the quality of the City youngsters uh, imposed themselves on Wrexham in the first half, and Wrexham were, were being passed to death, to be honest. City were passing, moving, passing, moving, and uh, Robbie Mack could have scored a couple of goals, as you just said in summary, before Carl uh, Moore scored with a penalty. Wrexham came out at the start of the second half and uh, they, they'd upped the tempo. They changed the formation slightly at the end of the first half, but they upped the tempo and, uh, to be quite honest, scoring the goal very early on helped. But uh, they were very, very impressive. There were some really good performances there out from Wrexham players. Mark Jones, I thought, was absolutely outstanding. Uh, Andy Fleming kept going for the full 90 minutes. And uh, whichever way you look at it, Wrexham, uh, to the, the, the lady steward who gave us the 3-1 forecast, giving us a thumbs up. Not quite 3-1, but 2-1's uh, good enough. But um, certainly it was a, a much improved second half performance from Wrexham. They thoroughly deserved the victory, I thought, Mark. Absolutely, it was a good and also good to see it was a game that got a bit of spice in the second half and you know, friendly sometimes lack that and when it got tasty, we got, looked good, didn't we? Yeah, we, we certainly weren't uh, shrinking violets as, uh, as you might say, there were some tasty tackles going in from both sides and uh, Wrexham weren't afraid to put the foot in where it, where it hurt and uh, some really, really, I, I was so impressed with Wes Baines when he came on uh, as I said in commentary, uh, the uh, Wrexham's goal efforts go up so much when he's on the field because he's not frightened to let fly from any range and Casper uh, Schmeichel certainly was the busier keeper in the second half uh, mainly due to the efforts of Wes Baines and Silvio Spann again, he, he, he's sort of looking like a right-back, isn't he? I'm, I'm coming very much round to, uh, to Silvio Spann at right-back, um, especially when they play a flat-back four. I'm not so keen on him at wing-back, um, as happened uh, at Pre against Preston on Tuesday when he got a little bit lost uh, positionally. But at right-back, he really adds a lot to the game. He's very good at delivering set-pieces, uh, and he's got the positional sense right. And he, he had a couple of good wingers up against him in McDermott, and uh, they also put a young lad on, was it Nimley in the second half who was up against him? But More occasionally as well. Yeah, and more as well. And they, they, he, he certainly didn't uh, you know, look, look overawed at all. So really good performance from Silvio Spann and lots of good stuff to come out of that game that uh, I'm sure Dean Saunders will be delighted about. Absolutely. He, he breaks forwards well, Spann, and uh, <laughs> it's only taken two years and three managers to find out what he can do for us. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Oh, that, that, I'm sure that the man who has finally cracked that conundrum, Dean Saunders, would be delighted with, with how it's all panned out. So uh, you've got uh, two weeks to go now, and do you feel that uh, your players are sort of getting to the sort of peak that you want them to be in two weeks' time? Yeah, I thought there was a few blowing today because obviously we, you know, when you're playing three times a week and training, we don't train like you know to allow for the games. We just carry on training. So there was a few breathing today. It's a hot day. But it's good fitness work and it's good. I mean, second half we were strong. I thought we, as the game went on, especially Fleming and Mark Jones and Nathan Ferris, when he came on, they looked strong in, in the middle of the pitch. Wes looked strong when he came on. Jamie McCluskey worked hard when he came on. Obi's finally sort of learning it, learning his game. You probably see today he started getting in behind teams and we've been working on him a lot in training. And if he wants to have a career, he's got to be a, 
one of them players that gets in behind people he's got. You know, I've been trying to teach him which which way to run and when to run. And uh, if we can get Obi running in behind teams, then he's a good promising player. Um, or, you know, you look right around the team; um, they all they all played played well. Silvio uh, has put five six games together now where he's played really well. So um, that's that's brilliant. He's come back. Uh, he got harsh words from me in the summer, but he's come back and. He's fighting for his place, so that's what I want everybody doing. And he's uh, obviously, I mean, you've, you've sort of converted him to a fullback, and uh, it's not the position he's played before, but he's, he's stuck to it well. Well, his strength's obviously going forward, but if he's prepared to take on the, the defensive side of it, you know, he's good in the air, he's really quick, he's aggressive, he gets his foot in. It's just the seeing danger bit, um, and obviously there's. That's why Premier League players are Premier League players because they can see danger before it happens, and uh, you can't give that to anybody. You either grasp it or you don't, and some are better th than others. So, hopefully, the more he plays, the more he'll uh, learn that side of it. But at the minute, no complaints. Um, he can't be perfect. He's 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 playing really well, and I'm pleased with him. Are you beginning to see a team sort of emerging for a fortnight today? Yeah. Yeah, you know, just trying to get. Obviously, last year we had players coming and going, and I had to get some loan players in. I'd like to have a team which uh, you can. I'd like to have a team which you can more or less pick before you leave your house to come to the game. Well, we've got an idea roughly about seven or eight of them. I'd like that. Every manager like that, but with injuries and uh, obviously loss of form at this level, players at this level find it difficult to play five games on the trot. Mm. Well, mm. you see a lot of up in and downing, um, and. It's, it's different to being in the Premier League, where you got, you know, you bought a player to play in the Premier League because they'll give you 27 out of 10s because they can do the, the skills that they've got. They can produce game after game. Whereas you have players at this level who can do it for one game, but can't the next three or four they can't. So that you're never going to have as a settled team as a Premier League team mm. ever, because no. players lose, lose form quicker, and we get and obviously injuries, but. Um, it's a bit more physical down here, end to end. But um, I'm trying to, you know, obviously we've got Sacco to come back in that if he passes a fitness test and a medical. Um, Gareth Taylor's to come back in, Mark Williams, so we've got some ammunition which I felt last year, well, I didn't feel I knew what cost us. We never had enough ammo mm. to get us through. And uh, Matty Wolfing, and I thought his runs were fantastic today. He's got a brain, he knows where to run. And he'll get loads of goals for us. The other end, we have to keep working on it every day. Obviously, Ashley's, Ashley's not fit. He'll be back in it as well. And a slight change of formation midway through the first half. Yeah, I just thought we were getting overrun a little bit through the middle, and before you know, you try and nip it in the bud before it happens. And I thought, you know, they, they were getting on the ball. We were trying to press them, but they were obviously good players, good young players, technically very good, and they were wriggling through us a little bit. So we changed the formation to try and put stop that, and you know, you, as a manager, you need a bit of luck. And uh, Wes comes and smacks one right after half time in the top corner, and I thought it was a really good substitution. <laughs> <laughs>
Nadim was out very quickly after the match and actually managed to miss the start of what he said. Apparently it wasn't uh, earth-shattering stuff, except for a comment on the status of Dean Buzanis. I was enthusiastically blogging yesterday. I'd noticed that his number one spot was now empty on the official club website and I suspected something might be afoot. But it seems that uh, the deal is going to go ahead. Here's what scrap of it I managed to catch. I also spoke to the man who scored that fabulous goal with his first touch of the match. Where's Baines? Not a bad goal, I suppose. Was it? No, no, it wasn't. That's the last due one. Scored, uh, had a few good chances against Press, and the keeper kept the minute. It was just nice to score. Yeah. Hit it well enough. Nice. I, I, want, I thought Silvio was going to hit it after his first attempt. It was quite close, so I had to like, prove a point. That <laughs> I'm on it. And I mean, uh, nice to leave a, a keeper of the quality of Schmeichel looking stupid, really, just yeah. sitting there staring up at the ball going in the top corner. Another to- a top class keeper yeah. seems to do it too. Like, against Wolves as well, another good keeper, so. Just nice to get on the goal sheet and keep keep scoring, hopefully. And you had three more as well, and they, you hit all them well as yeah, well. The, fir- the, fir- the second one was close as well, and the third one took a, a lucky bounce, could have gone anywhere. And the fourth one, I think it was just tired. tired. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I like taking them. Yeah. And how do you feel pre-season's going anyway? It's nice to get a good run out there. Yeah, it was nice to get half a game. I didn't expect it. I thought the other lads would have got a full game, you know, like against Preston. But, yeah, just got to keep a... Like, Showing a gaff what I can do and just hopefully prove a point. And a slightly different formation, you got a chance. You're pretty high up the right yeah. wing as well. It seems to really suit you as well. Yeah, when the gaffer said, like, um, go on right up front, I enjoyed it, enjoy it more. I feel like there's less pressure on defending and more about going forward, and that's probably a better part of my game. And of course, Sylvia was there galloping up to help you yeah. out when he could, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> you might have to do a bit more defending when he's behind you, yeah. don't you? Yeah, it definitely helps when you've got Sylvia running up behind you. You know, like, he's quick and he's going to do as much as he can to you. He's quality, quality. Playing in front of him. And City's reserve boss Glyn Hodges, the ex-Welsh international, came out to talk about the match. And also, of course, about Adrian Cislevich, a player that he should know better than most. It was okay the first half, but we played some good stuff. And second half really just uh, wasn't fit enough. I think um, you know, it just shows that we, we're quite a way away from where we want to be at the moment. But you know, as, as, a, as a competitive match, that's the hardest one we've definitely had. Yeah. Um, and they're a very good side, so uh, yeah, it's a good test for us, and, and you know we'll, we'll learn from that and move on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you pretty much dominated the first half, didn't you? After after the first sort of twenty minutes or so. Yeah, but yeah. They've, they've, they've moved the ball. I mean, there's some there's some nice footballers there. They're very young, um, and you know, I mean, they just need to. They've come from youth football and, and reserve football. It's not quite a man's game yet. So you come in against a Wrexham side that a lot more experience, a lot more games under the belt, it's a, it's a bit of a shock to the system, but as I say, as an experience for the younger boys, it's um, it's been great. Yeah, but then for this, after the second half, Dean Saunders changed things a bit from Wrexham's point of view, Yeah, and I think you found that a bit more difficult to deal with. Yeah, now the tempo went up, and um, I mean, the, the, the goal of the free kick was terrific, that got them, got them into it, I mean, that was a great free kick, so, um, you know, you, I mean, you, you know it's going to be, you know, if you, dump, if you have some good periods in the first half and going 1-0 down, uh, one nil up away from home, especially at Wrexham, you know you're going to get a reaction. That's part and parcel of football. But I was a bit disappointed how we how we dealt with it. I thought we could have done a little bit better. But let's say it's a learning curve, and we'll we'll put the bones out of it. And and you know we're just trying to make make them good players, and hopefully they get long careers and, and play for Man City, go away for the first team. So we're a long way away from that. But let's say as an experience, it's been great. Yeah. And just what um, what did you think of um, Wrexham's performance, and how do you sort of how do you think they'll get on next season? No, well, I mean, I, I know that, I know it'd be a hard game. I mean, I've been t- telling the boys all the way along, but obviously, um, proofs in the pudding. They didn't they didn't realise how hard it would be. But I knew there's some good players there. I mean, there's two from from our club there: Sam Williamson, the left back, and Adrian Chiswick, who's who's a, a good acquisition, a good signing, and he'll cause a lot of problems. But 
I mean, I, th I think they'll they'll go close, or they'll be there or thereabouts. That's for sure. And um, then after, say, the, the fitness levels and the, if you've got three kicks like that and you can score from set pieces and you're always a threat, you've always got chances to win games. Yeah, thanks very much. Okay. You know Adrian Chizovic probably better than, than anyone else, really. Yeah. You know, what sort of things do you think he can offer, Rex? No, he's. Um, I mean, the good thing about him, as I said to Dean, is he's he's played in the, the Pontins Reserve League last year. Didn't have many games in the youth team. Then that's men's football. So he's had he's had a year playing. Against, you know, against some good players and experienced players, I mean he's got bags of space, bags of pace. He can dribble. He's got. He can score goals. I mean, you know, he's. Um, you can play him down the middle, and you, or you can play him wide right. Um, I mean, even on the left. So any of them, any positions, Dean can Dean can play him. And if you've got a player who can fit in multi positions, he's a great, great, you know, great, great signing. So there's his opinions on Adrian Chislevici. He may be mixing him up with this Charles Dickens, didn't he? Call him Adrian Chislewit. I don't know. Anyway, enough of that. A uh, very satisfactory day for Wrexham. And I'm still careful, obviously. It's a friendly. You don't want to draw too many conclusions. But the fact of the matter is that it actually turned a bit tasty in the second half. And Wrexham shows that they had the, the spirits for the fight against the City side, who uh, I think wound the referee up a little bit afterwards, judging by <laughs> what I heard him saying afterwards. I think he was uh, not too pleased with their demeanour. They spat the dummy in the second half, and Wrexham stood up to it. So... I can't wait for the season to start now, quite frankly. This phony war has gone on long enough. We've been Mark Griffiths and Steve Edwards in the Wrexham Supports Association's Football Commentary. Final whistle is brought to you by Wrexham Supports Association's Football Commentary. That was a download from the Wrexham Supports Association's Football Commentary. For more information, visit www.wrexhamfan.co.uk. <laughs>